Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to get started. But before we do, I want to make sure you know about something incredible about to happen, which is Sales Girl Summit. This is our very first conference. It's happening on June 12th through the 14th. Now, we've done plenty of in-person like trainings and workshops and kind of larger scale events, but this right here, my loves, this is our conference. And I'm so excited to announce some next level speakers. We're going to announce that in just a couple of weeks. But you know, being a sales girl, it has nothing to do with the item that you sell, the service that you sell, the product that you sell, the off it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with being the girl that people want to buy from, that people want to say yes to before they even know the offer. It's about being the girl that is completely like world-class and has complete ownership over her industry because of how much command she has over her message. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to believe it's not even the person who is really the best at what they do, but it's the person that's best at communicating at what they do, who ends up winning and who ends up being known as the girl to go to for blank, fill in the blank for whatever you do. And, you know, our mission is to really create world-class sales girls that can walk into a room and have in, insane command over their message, over their beliefs, and just be so irresistibly charismatic that people um, are just so drawn to them. And if that sounds like something you desire to become, the Sales Girl Summit is for you. So June 12th through the 14th at the Face Center, I've got a sneaky little hunch that once we announce our speakers, the event is going to sell much quicker um, than what most people are probably anticipating. So um, I cannot recommend enough for you to grab your tickets. I've, I've heard a few people saying that they're going to get their Airbnbs with all their sales girlfriends. And I think that is so incredibly fun, um, but they don't have their tickets yet. So I cannot recommend, like I said, enough to grab your seat. Um, hopefully there's some platinum seats left. There will probably be some VIP and then definitely, definitely general admission. Uh, so we'll link it all in the show notes below. And I cannot wait to see you there. We're going to have so much fun and do our sales girl thing. We have so many surprises for you. Ah! All right, let's go. I'll see you there in June. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Loy here. Welcome back to the podcast. This man told me one time as I was trying to buy something, I was trying to buy an insurance agency. And I was only seven or eight years into my agency, so it was fairly young for me to be doing that. But he said something in the negotiation process with several meetings back and forth. One time we were walking from his office up the stair or from his building up the stairs toward his office. And he made a comment on the way up those stairs. He was old, an older person, yeah, pretty wise. He was smart. He had built his own business. And he said, yeah, he said, normally I don't buy things based on what they cost but I buy things based on what I can do with them. And I knew once he said that, that I was hooked because that's exactly what I was trying to buy that business for was what I could do with it more than what it was costing me. I was willing to over, overpay for that because I needed that badly and it's what I could do with it. So the question here is, do you look at things like, what does it cost? Is it a good deal? Is it a good ROI? Is it going to work for me? But do, or do you look for things like, what can I do with this? 
what can I do with this? What's it really worth? And I'm going to give some examples. One is in that business opportunity that I just mentioned. And for me in that case, I was looking for it. I was looking for this opportunity. I needed it. I wanted it. I was just looking for the right time. Uh, many times we do that if we're trying to buy a house, especially in the previous market when it was so hot. You had to go find the neighborhood you wanted and be ready. And as soon as the house popped up, you had to go get it. And so many times when we're looking for these opportunities, we have to be ready for it, looking for it and ready for it. We're, be, we're kind of pulled in that direction. This is what I need to do based on where I am. And the only thing you can do is prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for that opportunity. You're not sure when it's going to come, how long it's going to take. You do have to be diligent sometimes in waiting for it to come to you. If you chase it too much, you may get yourself upside down or in trouble with it. So it needs to be an opportunity that would work. You know, we buy emotionally and then justify logically. Uh, so you do have to still justify that you're making this deal, that you can make it work. But being prepared and looking for the opportunity and having a sense of what you're trying to do and then be in the market, be in the market and looking for it. And that's what I was doing with that business. I've done that with multiple houses that I bought, with vehicles that I've bought. You kind of know that I need to do this and I want to do this and the time is right now and here we go. And part of that is the belief, believe in something and then seek to understand, believe and then seek to understand. See, in order for me to even be doing this, looking for that business, I had to first believe that what I was doing was right. I liked what I was doing. I knew that I, the market was good for what I was doing. I could make it work. So I believed in the whole situation. I believed in it strongly and I was looking for the opportunity. Another way that you can look at that other than business would be, and you look personally, personally, you could, and personally, I've got four things here, spiritual, career, relationships, or health. So just start with health. If you're sitting there with a bunch of chocolate in front of you and you're thinking, what's the opportunity here? Maybe you think, well, the opportunity is not to eat all that chocolate. That's not going to be good for my health. Or maybe you get in a rut where you're not working out. And you start thinking about what's the opportunity here? Remember, you are stewarded with opportunities. Opportunities are all around you and me all the time. All we have to do is look for them and be aware and see them. You know, God presents us with opportunities. They're there to be had, but we have to be prepared. So in the health sense, you can look at things like, do I have to work out? Do I have to eat well? Do I have to get my sleep? Do I have to manage my time? It's something bad, but think of it as an opportunity, the opportunity to do something great with your health, with your body, which is we heard from Dennis Waitley, you only have one. It lasts, it lasts one lifetime and there's no trade in for a newer model. All you can do is take care of the model you have. And what are you feeding it? High task gas or the, or the junk, the junk fuel. Uh, another thing would be the spiritual. Same thing. What are you feeding it? We have a spiritual opportunity to see the beautiful things around us. The opportunities are there. We just have to look for the opportunities. Do you need to be in a small group or read scripture more or pray or just be thoughtful, be in constant contact with, with Jesus? But the spiritual opportunities are there if we'll just look for them 
and enjoy them. The same thing with your career. Maybe for me, it was insurance at the time. I felt like I'm in the right place. This is what I want to do. I believe here. I'm all in. Let me see better ways to make this work. The reason I had to make the insurance work is, or, or had to go buy that agency is the, the one carrier I had got in some trouble with the HUD department and they kind of shut them down, made them sort of stop writing some of the policies that we were writing, which really hurt us. And the only way to for me to move out of that and to stay alive and to keep things going was to find another carrier, find another way to produce business. And about the only way to do that was to buy an agency, to buy a carrier versus to go get one to appoint you. So there was a big need for me to do that. So I was pretty focused on it. Uh, but the point is, if you're in the career and you want to do it and you believe in it, then you kind of hang in there and, and look for those opportunities. And maybe the opportunity needs to be, it needs to switch careers. It could be, but you know, you know, deep inside, if your belief is there, if you want to go for it. And if it is there, then you have to be patient and just keep working it out, working it, working it. It will come together in time. And I'm a big believer in staying in the industry because as your product knowledge knowledge grows and your experience grows in that industry, you're just getting better and better and better. So staying put in an industry is a strong thing to do. There needs to be a big reason just to jump ship and go somewhere else. You've got to know deep inside of you, I need to make a move. I had those that happened to me two or three times. But each time I did make the move, but I did not make the move until I had a deep pull, a deep desire to do something different. Uh, they tell us in, in the subconscious and also in psychology winning that we're only going to make a change if, if we want to make a change, if we see the need to make a change. If you're doing it from your head versus your heart, it's probably not a good idea. It needs to be something feeling that you're feeling from your inner self that this needs to move. And then if you feel it from in there, there's already nothing that can hold you back. And the same way with relationships, uh, what's the opportunity to to get off the phone and, and build some relationships, especially with your kids, to spend that really, really devoted time. There's one thing being in the room with your kids, and there's another thing being eye to eye engaging with the kids. It's two completely different things. And so I think your, our kids need that one-on-one -on -one engagement time. I really do. And look at the opportunity because you have the opportunity to feed into your children. They're not going to get that from anywhere better than they get it from you. Uh, the wisdom, the spirit, the beliefs, the love, that can only come from the parent. It can't come from anyone else except from your heavenly father. So those are ideas for personal opportunities. Think of those as opportunities your spiritual, your career, your, your relationships, and your health. And the first one I talked about was business. Now, the third thing I want to talk about in opportunities here is, is objects. Think of objects like a home. If you see a house that you want and it's an opportunity, that's an object. You make it a home, but it's an object. And you uh, you pick these opportunities when the time comes. And it could be a um, a piece of furniture. You look at an old piece of furniture and you think, what could I do with that? Are you looking at an older house as a flip house or a house that you really want? It's just not in good shape right now. You think, man, what could I do with that? What could I make this look like? Look at the opportunity of that. You know, when you walk in a home and it's in bad shape, you're looking for those opportunities. You're not looking for what's wrong with it. 
unless there's enough wrong with it to run you away. But you're looking for, what could I do with this? I listened to a sales manager who talked about hiring people. And that's what he looks at when he's hiring people. It's like sometimes they may not be a superstar yet. But there might be something in there, some certain personality traits or character traits. There may be coachable. He thinks, man, what could I do with this person? They're coachable. What could I do with him or her? And then the third thing on that is like maybe it's a club. Maybe you need a Rotary Club or a Toastmasters Club. You think, man, what could I do with this opportunity? What could I do with this? If you approach it that way, then you have an opportunity, a better opportunity to do something with it. And then, of course, lastly, we're going to talk about courses, courses like the Guide Culture School of Sales. Or, you know, I remember I went out and took that Ziegler, Ziegler certified training course. I had no reason, no idea why I was going, but something told me to go. And I wasn't really looking at what I could do with it. But now that I got a picture of that and a feel of that, I came right back, went to Toastmasters, brought Macy to Toastmasters, and then together, Things just started synergizing, and now we have the School of Sales. Something did come of that. There was an opportunity from that. In any kind of training, that would happen. I remember when I went to Promise Keepers, I didn't have time to go. I did not want to go. A a good guy, he convinced me to go. He even called my wife and said, you need to send Lloyd to this. I was early in the business. I had young kids. It made no sense for me to take a whole weekend for that. But it was one of the best things I ever did. It was an opportunity that I'm glad I took. Uh, the same thing with Walk to Emmaus. It's a three-day event. Had a friend one time try to get me to go because he was working that walk. He wanted me to go the one he was on. And I passed. I didn't want to go. But then I started thinking about it. I started thinking, I need to do this. And I came back later and said, I want to do the, one of those. And he sent me to one. He wasn't there, but he sponsored me to go. But it was an opportunity I wanted to take. And the same thing with with School of Sales or any courses that you take. Sometimes you're not sure if the opportunity is there or not. Then you will see something once you get there. I know we've had many students that just have believed first and then seek to understand with School of Sales. Believe first and then seek to understand. Then once they got there, things would be revealed to them. They would see opportunities. They would change their thinking They would get excited about different things just because of what they were witnessing there, what they were seeing. It's just an amazing how those experiences that you get yourself into can create opportunities. Sometimes we've had students that have come and they said, there's something here, but I just don't grasp it yet. They've taken the online course maybe once, maybe twice. There's something here. I know there's something special, but I haven't grasped it yet. Then they come to the in-person and that's when it clicks. And then they grasp it and then they completely change. They get on fire. The opportunity showed itself at that time. So the point is to see these opportunities. Look at things as opportunities. And there, there's an opposite, there's another side of that. What's the other side of seeing things as an opportunity? The other side is what's the cost if you don't take the opportunities? What is the cost if you pass on it? Some things are a good pass. I've had insurance agencies that I've looked at and I even had a consultant that said, Lois, he said, sometimes the best deal you do is the one you don't do. Basically telling me, don't, don't buy this one. This is not a good deal for you. And I believe he's right. And I passed on it. So sometimes that's true, but there's sometimes 
that you pass on the very opportunity you should be taking. And honestly, taking these courses, these trainings, these things to learn more and to develop your mind, let things come out of you is opportunities that you should take more of and not worry about what it costs you to take it, but more so, what does it cost you not to take it? Uh, so that's important. And sometimes it is the timing of the opportunity. But the sooner you can, the better on training, because once you learn something, it starts compounding on everything else that you learn. Uh, so you need the compounded effects of things. So, And timings are right. That's why you don't chase an opportunity too fast. You sometimes let it come to you, but you'd be watching for it. So the encouragement here is to see things as opportunities and see things as what can, I, what can I do with this opportunity? I'm a steward of my life. I'm a steward of my health. I'm a steward of my body. I'm a steward of my relationships. There are opportunities all around us. Look for them and seize them and move toward them and jump on them when you can. Uh, like my dear mentor, Ed Johnson, told me after I took the <clears throat> insurance position, the, the next time I saw him, I said, hey, by the way, I'm doing, I have this insurance agency now. I didn't tell him before I did it. I just saw the opportunity and jumped on it. And I was looking and I jumped on it. And he said, Loy, when you see an opportunity, you jump on it. And that's true, but I was looking and I was prepared. So that was the key there. You guys have a great day.